This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mint Mobile. Now, you might not be able to tell based on our youthful appearances, but it's actually been a very long time since either of us was in school. Mm-hmm. How long? Well, a gentleman never tells. <laughs> uh, but long enough that uh, the way schools work these days is pretty unrecognizable for us, especially with the pandemic moving much of education online. Taking classes over Zoom definitely sounds like it sucks, though. Yeah. And what about all those tests? How does that work? Well, the pandemic has seen the rise of several online proctoring services that contract with schools to ensure that students aren't cheating on their exams. And this has led to privacy concerns because it involves students, often minors, being watched and recorded in their rooms for long periods of time. Uh, And it's also an added layer of stress for students, knowing that on top of having to know the answers on their exams, they're also being watched by complete strangers and even having their eye movements tracked and the entire even, time this is not, happening. They're not even earning movie pass tokens for, for the submitting to this service either. You know, a college education is the ultimate movie pass token. Yeah, exactly. But while one might be able to argue that there's simply no better or easier way to test students remotely, one exam proctoring service has apparently gone a step further in their efforts to catch students trying to cheat on tests by creating multiple fake honeypot websites that seek to entrap students who try to do some Googling on the sly. The news website The Markup reports that a computer science student at the University of Central Florida named Kurt Wilson became fascinated with his school's use of the online proctoring service HonorLock, and when uh, researching them, became especially fascinated with what HonorLock advertises as a way to track cheating students through what they call seed sites. He then looked at their patents and found the actual websites that HonorLock uses. Here's uh, more from the article. The sites Wilson found are bare bones. They have names like gradepack.com and quizlookup.com. They are largely a catalog of thousands of apparent test questions that are sometimes bizarrely specific. In which part of the digestive system does chemical digestion begin? One post asks. A multiple choice question requests using V-Sepper theory to predict the molecular geometry around the carbon atom in formaldehyde H2CO. Click on the show answer button below any of these questions and you won't get help, but will be rewarded with a digital chiming noise and no answer. But visitors to the sites are having detailed information about their mouse movements and even typing transmitted to an HonorLock server. In the patent, recently flagged, along with an HonorLock honeypot site by student media at Arizona State University, the company explains that its sites can track visitor information like IP addresses as evidence that a student was looking up answers on a secondary device. So on the one hand, pretty clever. Uh, And it (laughs) is definitely an effective way of catching students who are just Googling the questions on a test. On the other hand, it's basically entrapment. Back to the article. While several companies offer services that tap into students' webcams to track them, setting up fake sites to catch potential cheaters appears to be an innovation, one that crosses an ethical line for some experts. Before, students searching online for answers may simply have turned up nothing, while now a potentially incriminating website will be there to tempt them. Cecilia Parnther, an associate professor at St. John's University who has studied remote proctoring, said the situation is ironic. Students are being set up through honeypots, she said, in an attempt to detect academic integrity violations, a practice that itself is ethically questionable. Quote, the face-to-face comparison is a teacher walking around with the answer key and putting it on the corner of each desk and then penalizing students if they look over at it. Yeah, I mean... It's entrapment, but I... I, You do got to be pretty dumb to type in the exact wording of your test question and then being like, oh, there it is. It's a a website that just just happens to have that exact question and answer there. This is another reason why I'm I'm so glad that I graduated. By the way, I will age myself. It is my 20th anniversary of uh, school. You going to the reunion? No, 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 no. (laughs) 
I'm not on <laughs> Facebook, so I have no idea if it's going to uh, happen. Yeah. But uh, uh, back back in my day, we had uh, Thrasher's Skate More, Study Less, which was pre-written book reports that you could just download and turn in. And since the internet wasn't even a thing for like teachers yeah. or uh, uh, the, the chance of another student in your class being on the same website, getting the same book report was very small. Did they have like turnitin.com at your school? Uh, I don't remember that. They had like just, I think it was my senior year, they started factoring that in where you had to oh, no, submit no. your, uh, you had to like, you had to turn a paper copy, but then you had to like email a digital copy to the teacher and the teacher ran it through some website that like check for plagiarism. No, my, my high school when I was in it, I think the, the limits of their technological capabilities was they had a BBS for the teachers. Mm. And they would just send each other the uh, prehistoric version of memes. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing was like, uh, I remember our people had just started digitizing answer keys back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. But, but no one was looking back then. You could just do it. Um, I mean, even that, like the the whole essay thing, like that's that's been a problem for 20 years. Like people, you just go and find. Oh, there's services where you just yeah. pay someone else to write you your pay, essay. You pay some kid in India. Who should probably have your life and you should have his. Yeah. You have to trade lives. Yeah, he, he, he deserves your life more than you do. Yeah. Uh, you, have, you pay him like pennies on the dollar to write a, well, a well-studied uh, essay on a topic you're too lazy to do. Yeah, see, Eve, I, I go so far back that in uh, my, I went to community college, but back then it was like you had to pay someone within your same college or give them drugs to do it. Yeah, yeah um, that's, I mean, that's always been. But what would you rather have, webcam tracking you? Or honeypot website potential. Uh, yeah, the analog version is more because, like, at least you know, these kids—they've got gumption, they've got moxie. They're at least putting the effort they should be putting into studying into not studying. And I think there's value in that. Well, and to be fair, I mean, going into adulthood into a normal job, you'd probably do a lot more googling for the correct answer than pulling it out of your brain whenever you need to do something. Like, oh, I need to. I, I bet I can do an Excel calculation for this that takes a lot of the uh, work yeah. out of this and automates it. Am I going to try to remember what I learned in a uh, Microsoft uh, uh, class that I took four or five years ago, or am I just going to fucking Google it? Yeah. So. Yeah, most of your life is googling. It is. Yeah. They should be teaching kids how to Google answers because in real life, kids, when you Google the exact wording of a test question on a very specific topic, it's not that's usually doesn't work. It usually doesn't take you right to a website that gives you exactly the answer you're looking for. You need to learn how to use like quotes and, uh, you know, words like and and like the minus symbol. You need to learn how to how to search. You need to figure out where the good sources for searching are. And that should be, all of school should just be about how to find information. Exactly. Like, yeah. back in the day, like, they they spent a lot of time trying to get us to learn how to use the library fucking yeah. the Dewey, Dewey decimal, decimal system. But, like, that quickly, like, while they were trying to teach it to us, became just completely fucking obsolete. Yeah. Uh -huh. And if you need uh, a believable, creative writing answer, you go to 4chan. Yeah. And you enter the prompt. Yeah. And just wait. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you're currently in school and taking tests remotely, I guess uh, this is all just one more reason, very compelling and creepy reason to not try and cheat. For the millionth time, we do not absolutely, we absolutely do not envy anyone having to go through high school or college during this fucking pandemic. The best years of your life. Gone. Yeah, like mm -hmm. tears in the rain. Although they were, <laughs> meh. best years is really yeah. subjective. If they, if, yeah, if college and high school are the best years of your life, uh, well, buddy. Bruce Springsteen's got a song about that. <laughs> but uh, moving on now to our second story, which isn't about online entrapment, but uh, something actually way worse. Getting framed for crimes by hackers. So hacking is bad enough when it's about spying on people or holding their devices for ransom. 
But having evidence of a crime covertly planted on your computer to frame you for crimes that you're not guilty of is next level dystopian. And it's apparently happening. The cybersecurity firm Sentinel Labs recently published a report into this phenomenon. Uh, Here's some of what they wrote. In September 2021, Sentinel Labs published research into the operations of Turkish Nexus threat actor we called Egomaniac. Drawing attention to their practice of planting incriminating evidence on the systems of journalists to justify arrests by the Turkish National Police. A threat actor willing to frame and incarcerate vulnerable opponents is a critically underreported dimension of the cyber threat landscape that brings up uncomfortable questions about the integrity of devices introduced as evidence. Emerging details in an unrelated case caught our attention as a potentially similar scenario worthy of more scrutiny. Yeah, so they then mentioned this unrelated case out of India involving members of a banned communist political party who were raided in 2018 and found to be planning to assassinate India's prime minister. And it was all right there in a document on their laptop. Mm -hmm. Case closed. Uh, But after a U.S. digital forensics firm uh, analyzed the laptop, they concluded that the evidence had actually been planted. Uh, Here's the Washington Post at the time. Key evidence against a group of Indian activists accused of plotting to overthrow the government was planted on a laptop seized by police. A new forensics report concludes deepening doubts about a case viewed as a test of the rule of law under Prime Minister Narendra Modi. An attacker used malware to infiltrate a laptop belonging to one of the activists. Rona Wilson, before his arrest, and deposited at least 10 incriminating letters on the computer, according to a report from Arsenal Consulting, a Massachusetts-based digital forensics firm that examined an electronic copy of the laptop at the request of Wilson's lawyers. And those people are still in jail awaiting trial despite Arsenal Consulting's findings. Sentinel Labs' new report identifies the attacker as Modified Elephant and says they've been operating for years mostly unnoticed due to how region-specific their activities are. And yeah, a hacker planning fake evidence exclusively on the computers of opponents of India's ruling party sure does give some hints as to who may be behind this. Modified elephant. Uh, uh, The report doesn't draw any firm conclusions, but they do say we observed that modified elephant activity aligns sharply with Indian state interests and that there is an observable correlation between modified elephants attack and the arrests of individuals in controversial politically charged cases. So it's even scarier than the idea that a government that wants you arrested could just plant evidence of a crime on your computer is how easy it apparently is. Uh, Most of the Sentinel Labs report is about how Modified Elephant operates. And it's pretty textbook stuff involving believable looking phishing emails with attached documents containing malware. Uh, You know, if you're a political activist anywhere in the world, you're getting a lot of you're doing a lot of communications. You're getting a lot of emails. Hey, check this out. This might be useful to your cause. That's why you got to do what Hillary did and smash it with a sledgehammer. That's right. (laughs) So yeah, and and these are the same tactics that are normally just used for like spying. Mm -hmm. They're taking a step further here though, because I'm already here. Why why not leave a few gems? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So as the report says in its conclusion, many questions about this threat actor and their operations remain. However, one thing is clear. Critics of authoritarian governments around the world must carefully understand the technical capabilities of those who would seek to silence them. This really makes me curious uh, when they found, uh, after killing him, Osama bin Laden's laptop, and they were like, there's so many, you know, he was a gamer, by the way, and wow, lots of anime porn. The Um, CIA sees the perfect opportunity to not only make Osama bin Laden seem like a total dork, but also slander gamers, the most oppressed minority in the world right now. Exactly, yeah. One two punch. Yeah. And now I'm starting to question that. I need to know that Osama bin Laden's laptop went straight from his cold, dead hands to a lab and didn't have anything in between. Yeah. No, no soldiers trying to download Call of Duty. No soldiers watching hentai. Because then it's all spoiled. 
Yeah. The evidence has been ruined. How, can, how can you trust anyone these keys days? Keys are so sticky. Yeah. Disgusting. Trackpad. Unusable. Unusable. It's just jammed yeah. in there. Uh, but hackers framing people for crimes is probably something that we'll be hearing about more and more. And speaking of things we'll definitely be hearing more and more about, let's move on to some metaverse news. Yay! The big tech, of course, really, really wants us all to get used to the idea of spending all day in virtual reality. And while we don't really see this catching on the way that companies like Meta want it to, we do have to acknowledge that VR adoption has steadily been increasing. When Oculus and Valve first released their VR headsets a few years back, they were impressive, but we figured it would never become more than just a niche product. Uh, but new evidence suggests that we may be wrong about that. And as proof that VR is slowly but surely catching on, an insurance company recently revealed that VR-related insurance claims are increasing like crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, there's, there you go. Here's there's the, the perfect data. Yeah, here's the Guardian. A man landing an uppercut on the ceiling fan. A woman slamming into furniture. A guy smashing through a lighting fixture. Gamers are learning. Virtual reality headsets can often cause havoc at home. The trend of crashing into furniture while in the metaverse provoked a 31% jump in home con contents claims involving VR headsets last year, insurer Aviva said, marking a 68% overall increase since 2016. Mm. Quote, as new games and gadgets become popular, we often see this playing through in the claims made by our customers, said Kelly Whittington, Aviva's UK property claims director. In the past, we've seen similar trends involving consoles with handsets fitness games, and even the likes of rogue fidget spinners. <laughs> Aviva said the average VR-related claim for accidental damage in 2021 was around 650 pounds, often from broken TVs smashed by over-enthusiastic gamers. Claims to Aviva involving virtual reality headsets can get wacky. One customer launched a controller at his TV when a zombie jumped out during a game. Multiple people reported cracking TV screens. One child smashed two designer figurines perched on the mantelpiece when his game demanded a swipe move. No, my, my precious moments. <laughs> my, my collectible figurines. My, uh, what are the, what's Hummels? My Hummels. Uh, I believe this, though. It's, uh, you know, luckily Oculus has the thing where you can just draw your space now. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, they've had that since the beginning, but. Uh, I'd like to see how much they, maybe there was a peak in a valley between the Wii and this because people were, that, that was like a constant thing. Yeah, people they, were throwing their Wii controllers Despite into Nintendo it. letting you know that you better use that little strap. You're like, I'm not a fucking baby. I don't need no strap. And yeah. then you, you're bowling and, you know, you're getting sweaty and uh-oh. Nintendo also had to tell you to get the fuck outside every once in a while too. Hey, here's a, here's a pleasant picture of a, a breeze coming through an open window. Yeah, now it's the opposite. Touch now the grass, like, kid. Do not go outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could definitely... You can lose your bearings very quickly, even with the border. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because I've put it on before and, like, been facing this way. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm completely backwards. I have yeah, no idea it, where it was going on. Yeah. I, it's one of the biggest reasons why I've never gotten super into it is because I... You need a lot of space. You, yeah. Anytime I'm in VR, I'm terrified of, like, running into something or breaking uh, my TV or something like that. Yeah. Or hurting an animal that is not in your safe thing and walks into it and then you're like Burr. yeah that's my dog would definitely because it's gonna wonder what you're doing my dog loves putting herself right where my feet is about to come down <laughs> so <laughs> yeah got to be careful out there yeah vring uh, but the article also mentions a subreddit that's pretty much an instant follow yep reddit.com slash r slash vr to er <laughs> 
<laughs> which features videos of people damaging their surroundings and injuring themselves while immersed in virtual reality. And I, I found out about this subreddit when it was featured uh, just after Christmas because of an influx of videos. Yeah. Of like a lot of dads just leaning over and falling face first into doors and TVs. Most of the content from the last uh, two months. Yeah, it's it's. It's clearly people who have never put on a VR headset in their lives before. Yeah. Someone in their family got an Oculus Quest for Christmas. Mm -hmm. You just can't beat it at that price point. And uh, the family, they're all gathered around to try it out. And yeah, just boomers just face planning. Just fucking their shit up. It's the 2021 version, or 2022 now, God, uh, of uh, boomers on hoverboards. (laughs) <laughs> Remember that Christmas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's going to be us soon. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just this re- this subreddit, it is video after video of people falling, running into walls, destroying their TVs, hitting bystanders, and so on, uh, instantly negating any uh, substantial insurance claims. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Ocul- Oculus Quest, or as they're really trying to push, the Meta Quest uh, is the preferred headset of choice in recent posts. Uh it's a good headset. I, fuck Facebook, but the fact that it's wireless yeah. makes it good. It's a great design. It's just it's a damn shame. Yeah, um, it definitely seems to be catching on with people who clearly have never used VR before. Though after these incidents, it's anyone's guess if they'll be using VR again anytime soon. And the reason is because they can actually try it now. Like, if I wanted to have my dad try... Uh, the HTC Vive or the old Oculus. It's like, yeah, I got to haul a fucking... Or, yeah, you have to come here and then I have to set up a bunch of wires and shit and then have you hooked in. It's like this, you bring it in a backpack and you're like, here, put it on. It's trouble now. Put put grandma into VR, see what she thinks. Oh, God! The troubles! (laughs) So, uh, yeah, what is clear is that VR-related injuries are only going to increase with further adoption uh, and taking... That to its log- logical conclusion, someone's eventually going to get themselves killed in VR. And if you die in VR, you die in real life. Yeah, true. And vice versa. <laughs> if you, well, if you I die don't know. in real life, you die in the game. I don't think so, actually, because we had a story not too long ago where someone suffered a, a, a seizure or a stroke or something. And the people in VR chat were like, hey, buddy, you OK? And like someone knew him and like got oh. an ambulance called to their location or at least like had their name tracked in it or something. So if you're if you're gonna have a stroke or a seizure, you might as well be uh, around other people. Yeah. If you're a lonely person who doesn't live with anyone, your cat's gonna be eating your body. Yeah. If you are in VR chat, they're gonna be like, "Wow, the 17 foot waifu just fell over." Yeah. Or just do what that old lady did and send. Be annoying with your Wordle scores. Just send That's your true. Wordle scores every day. Yeah. And when they don't get your Wordle scores, they'll know you're in trouble. Also, have you tried Quartle? No, I've seen people posting about it's what four is four Wordles at once. At the same time? At the same, four worlds at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You are trying to solve, you get like nine chances. Mm. Um, it's, it's fucking great. People seem I'm to think that now it. that uh, New York Times took over, that the words are harder, but I don't. No, that's, uh, people are, they're, like, you can literally look at the source code for the game. The guy, Mr. Wardle, <laughs> programs like, like a full year's worth of solutions. Like, it's, it's all there in the code. And uh, so, something hidden, a New York Times kill switch. If they take it too far, he can remotely destroy the game. I mean, maybe. That'd be cool. Probably not. How many f- uh, five-letter words are there? Like, there has to be a finite amount of times you can play this game. they're going to have to make it six letters, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. They, you know what? Just do it. It's fun. Yeah. We could have two puzzles a day. Yeah. And my mini crossword. Why does it always have to be five? 
You should do the. You, I need to get Elliot on the mini crossword every day. Is that the like diamond shaped thing on no, New York Times? It's New York Times uh, has an app, a crossword app, and you get a mini every day for free. Oh, what's that thing with like a letter in the middle and then letters going? I don't know, it? but I love puzzles, so I need to yeah, get in on it. That's the other one. Yeah. Anyways, moving on now to some uh, Elon Musk news. That's not very fun. We've covered stories in the past that indicate that uh, maybe working for Musk's companies might not be as fun as it sounds, but uh, this, this story takes it to the next level. Uh, Tesla was sued last week by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, the same people who sued Activision Blizzard, but this time, instead of the rampant sexism, Tesla stands accused of rampant racism at one of its factories. Uh, <laughs> here's Reuters. A California state agency has sued Tesla over allegations by some black workers that the company tolerated racial discrimination at an assembly plant, adding to claims made in several other lawsuits against the electric car maker. The lawsuit filed in state court on Wednesday by the state's Department of Fair Employment and Housing said Tesla's factory in Fremont, California, is racially segregated and that black workers claim they are subjected to racist slurs and drawings and assigned the most physically demanding jobs. The DFEH said working conditions at the plant are so intolerable that many black employees have been forced to quit. Quote, workers referred to the Tesla factory as the slave ship or the plantation, where defendants' production leads cracked the whip, the agency said in the complaint. Yikes! Yeah, Jesus. So, uh, Tesla, of course, they deny all of this, but they've also previously been successfully sued by a black factory worker who convinced a judge and jury that he was subjected to constant racial abuse on the job. And he got a big fat payout for that. Mm. Uh, so there is some evidence that uh, this may be a pattern. And uh, yeah, as with the allegations against Activision Blizzard, it sounds like Tesla's company culture is maybe a bit toxic and that maybe their human resources department has just been allowing all this to happen. Uh, back to that Reuters article. The DFEH said black workers are assigned difficult menial jobs in segregated areas of the factory known as the dark side. Jesus. And are less likely to be promoted to management positions. They are subjected to racial slurs, including the N-word and hood rats what? on a daily basis, according to the complaint. The agency also said Tesla's human resources department is understaffed and inadequately trained, leading to a failure to address complaints by workers. In 2020, the company had one HR professional for every 740 employees, the DFEH said. Well, there's your problem. Uh, yeah. That's still more uh, HR people than PR people, because they don't have a PR department. They only it's need one. Elon Musk. And his Twitter account. Yeah, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's a, a yikes. Uh, but when you run multiple companies, that, that opens you up to multiple completely unrelated scandals. And on the same day that that lawsuit dropped, Elon Musk's brain implant company, Neuralink, was accused of animal abuse. An animal rights group called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine obtained records of Neuralink's experiments on monkeys at UC Davis through a public records request. And they found that uh, what they say is evidence that Neuralink has inflicted extreme suffering as a result of highly invasive experimental head implants during experiments. Uh, here's the Daily Beast. In a draft of the complaint it plans to file with the USDA, the activist group asserts that based on more than 600 pages of university documents it obtained through legal action, at least 23 macaques were used in research at UC Davis in the Neuralink-funded project, and that many, if not all, of the monkeys experienced extreme suffering as a result of inadequate animal care and the highly invasive experimental head implants. Some of the animals the group claims received as many as 10 craniotomies were strapped into chairs for up to five hours per day or underwent terminal fatal procedures. 
At least one monkey was euthanized after the area around the monkey's head implant became infected, the complaint alleged. Another macaque's health also allegedly deteriorated after it received an implant. After it, too, was euthanized, a necropsy found signs of brain hemorrhage and acute esophageal ulcers, likely due to vomiting. There was a, and then there was another one. It was like, oh, (laughs) the monkey's fingers are gone. What happened to the the fingers? Jesus. It's like the monkey might have, like, eaten its own fucking fingers from going insane from, like, these Neuralink people just fucking with their brains all day. (sighs) Uh, Definitely coming out this year, though. Human trials any second. Yeah, and then you're going to get that robot that's definitely not a person dressed in a suit. No, it's a real robot, guys. Elon would never lie. Uh-oh, the guy in the suit killed himself. <laughs> that's, that's probably coming he soon. He ate his own fingers. Uh, oh, so Neuralink, of course, disputes this and correctly points out that the phys- Physicians Community for Responsible Medicine is a pretty hardline organization that completely opposes any and all animal testing. And it is true that a lot of lab animals die in the development of groundbreaking medical achievements. Uh, but Gizmodo put it best with, Engaging in potentially deadly and cruel animal research to develop life-altering medical devices for humans who need it is one thing, but those same tactics start looking significantly more sadistic if they're done in the service of a vaporware product built on false promises and podcast promotions. And yeah, as we've covered in the past, whenever Neuralink claims to be on the verge of some huge humanity-altering achievement, a lot of scientists who've worked on brain-computer interfaces for a long time think that Neuralink's promises are a bunch of hot air. And Elon's previous promises kind of back that up. Actual full self-driving by 2018, a 500-mile range Tesla semi-truck by 2019, 1 million robo-taxis by 2020. Nope. So we'll believe this Neuralink stuff when we see it. And again, like, even reading that, it's just like... It's... It sucks. There is some... There's some animal testing out there in the world that has been very beneficial for... Look. The, the path to get there is cruel, inhumane, and terrible. Yeah, it but is. But there's uh, a lot of things that have come from it that are great. Not makeup and shit like that, but no. uh, stuff that saves people's lives. Yeah. It's just uh, this one. It's like, it's a lot of uh, fucked up shit for something that I do not believe it's is, quite a is going to come. Quite a gamble yeah. on something. Uh, but it, look, don't worry. Because on the same week that all of this news came out, uh, it, it was a very particular news release about Elon's uh, charity donations. Who did you give all that money to, Elon? Mm, I'll never tell. So yeah, it said like, yeah. what was it, six billion or something? It was all in Tesla stock, which is what he most, donated most of stock his money's in his stock to the charity. Yeah. He donated uh, to a charity. A charity. Yeah, it was really weird. It's like, okay, well, who's the charity? That's pretty important. Actually, that's very. It's a very personal charity. That violates my HIPAA rights to ask me who I donated. You would to. think that it would be a great yeah, you, thing for him to promote to the charity that. that he's giving it and to. It, it, he didn't even reveal it. It just showed up in their like annual uh, like filings. Yeah. So yeah, very strange. Um, I they donated to like the Neuralink Foundation for well, uh, putting putting robots in monkey brains. I'm gonna assume. I I I'm going to assume. Because I want people to be decent people, that he did donate it to a worthy cause out of the goodness of his own heart and not for the publicity. And that's why he didn't. Because there's a lot of people I, who do be, donate yeah. and don't make a big fucking show of it, which I he do just appreciate. He doesn't seem like that kind of person. True. He seems like the kind of guy who actively gets in fights with people all the time on the internet who like, yell at him and say, pay your taxes. Uh, it seems like this would be something he'd be like, aha. You've activated my trap card. 
I donated billions of dollars to a charity. I believe you in a roundabout sense, whereas him not disclosing that he did it, you, he's able to pull that out of his back pocket uh-huh. at any time when someone calls him on something. Yeah. Almost very conspicuously with the news about the lawsuits from California and the uh, research into uh, animal cruelty yeah. to be like, oh, and hey, by the way, uh, Elon didn't say this, but we kind of found out that... Uh, Really nice guy. Donated $6 billion to a charity. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I, ho- I hope it went to a good recipient. Yeah. But you should still get taxed more. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, we got more news for you coming right up in the um, dumb crypto news half of the show. I saved it for the second half this time. There you go. But first, this episode is sponsored by Mint Mobile. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. If you made a resolution to save money this year, Mint Mobile is a great way to make good on your savings resolution. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. With Mint Mobile, choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you never use. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com newsday. That is mintmobile.com newsday. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash newsday. All right, now for the dumb crypto news. Starting with a brief update on last week's top story, and honestly, 2022's top story. Yeah, I don't know uh, if anything's going to top this. I the, hope not. Uh, the husband and wife team accused of stealing $4.5 billion worth of crypto from a cryptocurrency exchange and also accused of producing some of the worst rap music ever created. Guilty. Yeah, I don't need, uh, I don't need the jury to deliberate on this one. Yeah. You're going away for life. So if for whatever sick reason you were actually sad that Razzle Khan would not be putting out any new music now that she's locked up, there's still hope, guys. Heather Morgan, a.k.a. Razzle Khan, has gotten out on bail as she awaits trial. What will she do with all of this free time? Play Coachella. Oh, my God. Yeah. I might actually go. She's actually joining Brock Hampton. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to be one of the members. It's a wild card. Here's the Washington Post. A U.S. judge on Monday jailed a New York husband but set free his wife. Oh, (laughs) that's that's reverse sexism. What about men's rights? Yeah. (laughs) As they await trial on charges uh, alleging that they tried to launder $3.6 billion in stolen Bitcoin. Honestly, I'm going to cut it again. She looks more guilty than him because of her audacious lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But they say it was mostly the man. Yeah. During a detention hearing Monday in Washington, the judge cited searches of the couple's apartment and office that yielded $40,000 in cash, more than 50 electronic devices and Bitcoin wallets, hollowed out books, and a bag marked burner phone. And they have a yes, pic- yes, I will write it on the they, bag. They, they have a picture of the, the bag in the article, and it's, uh, it's incredible. Also, burner phone. They found a laptop that said Osama bin Laden, and it was filled yeah. with anime porn and video wow. games. Guilty. Uh, (laughs) Chief U.S. District Judge Beryl A. Howell of Washington called the government's evidence against tech entrepreneur and dual U.S.-Russia citizen Ilya Dutch Lichtenstein, 34, and his rapper wife, Heather Morgan, 31, so weighty as to be overwhelming. In her decision, the judge pointed to what she called the electronic equivalent of a smoking gun. 
the encrypted key codes in Liechtenstein's cloud storage account that unlocked the largest single seizure of funds two weeks ago in Justice Department history. Again, I'm, I, I have no way to prove it. I just you feel think, like there is something else going on so here. So you think someone, uh, Narendra Modi, framed these people? Well, not Modi, but I, I feel like there's bigger powers at play here. Like yeah, now knowing what we know, like, yeah, someone, the, the real... The real hacker could have uh, planted that. Like, who writes burner phone account? on a bag? Well, yeah, that's... Uh... Like, it feels like their apartment and office was someone playing a real-life version of Clue. Yeah, that's just... I mean, she's a, as a professional rapper. Every professional rapper has a burner phone in a bag. And enemies. Phone. Yeah. 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 And in a hollowed-out book that you hide uh, gold coins in. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's just rap stuff. Yeah. Nothing, nothing serious, just rap stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the article continues. Howell rejected Lichtenstein's pledge of a $5 million bond and his parents' home. She ordered him held at the D.C. jail while he defends himself from charges of money laundering and conspiracy. But for Morgan, the judge accepted a $3 million bond package that included her parents' home. She was released to home incarceration with electronic bracelet monitoring and strict limits on her access to virtual currency accounts. <laughs> limits? Why not just ban her entirely? Uh, I mean, I think that's probably what okay. it is. It's a funny way to word it, though. The judge said it appeared from government evidence so far that Morgan's alleged t- lies and evasions to financial institutions came only at the back end of withdrawing laundered funds. This is this is nuts. I, I can't believe this this brain trust. Neither of them has said any released any public statements. Uh, it's probably because they're guilty and their lawyers just like shut the fuck up. First rule of law. See, for me, I, I you already know where I'm at on this position. So if just Heather Morgan was like, by the way, I didn't fucking do it. I'd be like, I believe her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's that's... too stupid. Why would I, a moron, yeah. launder all this money? That's what she needs to say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there's nothing there about Rosalind's bail terms limiting her access to social media and music recording software. <laughs> so I guess we'll just have to wait and see whether she uses her time awaiting trial to pump out any last minute bangers before she potentially spends decades in prison. Because they are going to go away for a very long time. I didn't even realize this, but this the charges they're facing are just for the money laundering. They could potentially face additional charges for the Bitfinex hack itself. Yeah. Which, yeah, if that gets tacked on or is... Uh, if they could, they could spend already, the rest of their lives. Yeah, they're already going away for yeah. life. Uh, they learned about... Uh, first, they learned about compound interest. Then they learned about compound jail time. Yeah, I, I think they're looking at 25, up to 25 years for this thing. But yeah, if, if other crimes are uncovered and tried against them, they, they probably will be. Uh, it's not looking good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, her lawyers have probably advised her not to post. Um, but will Rosal Khan be able to resist... I think she should tell her side of the story through the art medium of rap. And TikTok. Yeah. Yes. I didn't do it. I, I didn't, didn't do it. it. I'm too stupid. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Why would I do something so stupid? I don't even know what a Bitfinex is. <laughs> Virtual currency, not for me. Yeah, I got a burner phone. So, yeah. Uh this is, this is going to be playing out for a long time. The story is developing. As we've said, I think, uh, uh, after News Dump, we even said it, though, but uh, was it Netflix already oh, yeah, picked up the documentary. They're already making a documentary series. The, this, is, this is being re- filmed live as yeah. it all happens. This story is ready-made for, uh, the, for the, the age we live the in. The judge is like, whoa, well, there's too many jurors. And it's like, no, that's the director. The director's yeah. sitting right there next to the jury. 
<laughs> like this is going to be quite the dramatized in-action documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on now to another story of uh, crypto theft, but this time involving a decentralized autonomous organization or DAO. Mm -hmm. So proponents of DAOs say that they're the future of everything from running a business to democracy itself. But so far, the biggest stories to come out of DAOs that we've seen have involved a group trying and failing to buy the U.S. Constitution, another group successfully buying a rare storyboards book and then thinking that that means they own the rights to the Dune franchise, and another group who thought that they could just flagrantly violate Magic the Gathering copyrights and be so successful at it that they would be able to just buy the rights to Magic the Gathering. So not great mm -hmm. overall. That's 0 for 3 there. But, what about uh, the city? The Dow city? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. City Dow. They're, yeah. uh, they're like, how hard could it be to build an entire city? We'll see. Couldn't be that hard. We'll just do it on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a story about another Dow that just suffered what was effectively a coup. You're going to have democracy on the blockchain. You're going to have some coups. Yeah. And yeah, this resulted in half a million dollars being stolen from its members and just the entire Dow operation essentially collapsing. Yeah. It was beautiful. Here's Vice. Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, or DAOs, are blockchain groups that are supposed to be democratic. They are the part of Web3 that gets people very excited. They can, boosters say, replace corporate structures and create a system where people have votes according to how much work they put into the DAO. This sounds okay in theory, but a group called Build Finance DAO just suffered a coup in which one person amassed enough tokens to get a vote passed, then voted to give themselves full control of the DAO, then, using this power, took all the money. In a sense, the DAO did replace a corporate activity with its own version, the hostile takeover. Build Finance DAO announced through Twitter on Monday that a malicious actor had accomplished a hostile governance takeover. The person had taken over the token contract, governance contract, minting keys, and the project's treasury. A wallet named pseudo.eth made the initial proposal to put themselves in charge, and it failed after they were voted down in the project's discord, but then transferred their tokens to another wallet and offered the proposal once more. The proposal passed this time because no alert was issued on Discord that a new proposal had been made, <laughs> the block reported. The coup drained nearly $500,000 worth of tokens from the project. This is awesome. This is brilliant. I love it. And I love that DAOs, uh, in this sense, work exactly like capitalism in America. Yeah. And there it, are hostile takeovers of actual businesses through stock buys. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is a, a big concern with the blockchain in general, I guess, I think Monero currently, uh, the big concern with that crypto right now is that the main mining pool owns like 49% mm -hmm. of the uh, hash verification or whatever the fuck it is. And once you hit like 51%, you can essentially do whatever the fuck you want because mm -hmm. now the majority of the machines verifying the blockchain transactions on it are controlled by one person. They can change that shit to whatever the hell they want. And the other machines, uh, they're like, well, there's 51% of them say this. What are you going to do? It's just like everything else on the blockchain where it's just like if you're being sold on the lie that the blockchain is going to make things more fair and just in the world, I've got a digital bridge to sell you. Yeah. And people are selling you a digital bridge. That would be a good, and if, I mean, there's no such thing as a good NFT project, but I, one that's just bridges. Yeah. Sell you a bridge. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I, that's the thing, though, is it's just like, just like in the current American financial system, the person with the most of something wins. Yeah. But yeah, so this one's especially funny because it's just like uh, the fatal flaw in our system. Uh, Discord notifications. Yeah. Again, <laughs> relying on a third party a app. gamer chat service. As yeah. Like, 
as the boardroom of your your company that has half a million dollars in fucking assets. It's brilliant. I would love to, like, with all of the energy that these groups put into this kind of stuff, like, they could solve a very big pain point in so many of their lives, clearly, by just doing something that is very simple at face value. Building their own secure chat service yeah. that that uh, has... It's not easy, like, but it's certainly easier than anything they claim to be working attempting on. Attempting to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, If they're content with using a third-party service for all of their... Uh, the, the orchestration of financial assets that are worth, at sometimes millions, tens of millions of dollars, and trusting a, a Discord channel with that, like, you, you really trust what yeah. these people are capable of? Just that one link in the chain. Oh, so, a yeah. chain link token? Oh. Mooning. So yeah, basically with only a little bit of like actual hacking, only a little bit, this yeah. person drained Build Finance DAO's funds by simply holding a vote to put them completely in charge and ensuring that nobody got the notification that a vote was being held. Well, I guess it's just me here. All in favor? All right. It's like ca calling a town meeting and just, sh but not announcing it. Yeah. And because this is on the blockchain, there doesn't seem to be anything that Build Finance can do about it. Not only did they lose half a million dollars, their entire DAO operation seems to be just essentially nuked by this. Uh, sounds like they pretty much have to rebuild from scratch. Hopefully with incidents like this factored into how they set things up next time. Because that's a big whoopsie. Who would have thought giving people power would uh, end up with some people exploiting that power? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like this mirrors actual reality, except in a much dumber and easier to exploit well, it, way. The, all this stuff, it, it's just crimes that used to be analog crimes, but they've made those crimes so much easier to pull off. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> in a deregulated market. Yeah. Where it's like, every time we read a story about this, it always ends with, and there was nothing that could be done. Cryptocurrency is just a psyop from the U.S. government yeah. to make everyone think that regulation is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yeah. that's really what it the is. The banks are good. You know how you used to hate the banks? Well, this would be this is what the world would be like if we didn't have those our our beautiful big beautiful banks. Our I lovely mean, banks. We haven't even reached the point where like your average Joe is losing thousands of dollars into crypto, but it is coming because they're pushing it so hard. I mean, there has been examples of people who are just like, oh, I heard about this crypto thing. Oh, I'm, geez. I'm talking about like in mass, like massive oh. financial collapse uh well, because after, everyone after the super bowl uh, uh, maybe i mean a lot of boomers with like oh you want to see my qr code yeah it's pretty cool what it is just funny that like every time we end a story about crypto where someone's been ripped off it's either and nothing could be done about it or the service was using web 2 as a structure where they can actually do something about it yeah and and things are returned well yeah i mean the theoretical blockchain, yeah, would have prevented all of this if every aspect of this was on the blockchain. But that's impossible because uh, <laughs> blockchain is wildly inefficient. You have to have uh, all these Web 2 portals in order to actually do anything with it. Yeah. You have to have your chat on Web 2 because if a chat room on fucking Web 3, it'll cost you a million dollars in fucking gas fees. I'm sorry. Let's just do it on Discord. That's what's the, what's the harm in just doing it on Discord? That's the like McDonald's is now accepting ETH, and it's like hamburger two dollars, gas fees forty nine fifty. It's like yeah, we're we're taking Ethereum. We'll baby. take it. I yeah. mean, it's up to you if you. <laughs> hey, yeah. I just bought a Big Mac with my <laughs> Ethereum. You fucking idiot. The ultimate flex. Yeah, uh, but moving on to uh, NFT news, uh, and uh, as disappointing as it is, every time a celebrity you thought you respected starts shilling NFTs. This week, we were absolutely gutted to learn that Violent J and Shaggy 2-Dope of Insane Clown Posse 
are selling NFTs now. God damn it. And I, this is another thing where I'm like, I get it. Womp womp. Yeah, it does suck. But like, Violent J can't really tour anymore. I consider this a donation to the Insane Clown Posse. They should just set that up like that. The Juggalo DAO. Why do we got to bring blockchain into it? They do seem to at least be trying to do something innovative with it by saying that owners of specific NFTs gain limited exclusive rights to use them for things like YouTube, TikTok, and podcasting. But also, that's just another one of those things that NFT people love to talk about but don't really make any sense uh, when you actually think about it. The copyright law still operates completely off of the blockchain, and the idea that you'd be able to respond to a YouTube copyright claim with a receipt for an NFT seems pretty dubious, at least as of now. Um, yeah, like they're just like, oh, they're NFTs of our songs and uh, and like remixes of them. So if you own the NFT, you can use it on whatever you want and you won't get like copyright struck. And it's like, you know, I, I'd love to see someone explain that idea to an actual like copyright attorney and just have that person like, no, well, no, that's not how any of this fucking works. It's never even going to get to that point because on YouTube, you have such a broken copyright system that some shell company based in yeah. like Honduras is yeah, going to claim fine. it as like, as something that they own. Yeah. And then you're gonna be like, well, am I going to fight this person who I don't even know who they are, but yeah. their name sounds legit. Uh, it'll never get to the point where someone's actually in court fighting for the right to use these clips. I was hoping that it was just like a spinning uh, hatchet man. No. Uh, look, you get the chain and you get uh, a meet and greet at one of our shows if you have the NFT. Like that's, look, at least there's some usage for it. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, like of all... And of all uh, sort of like animals and things in the world, I, like, you know, there's a million bored apes. They all look like shit. There's over a million juggalos out there with different face paints, different Fago flavors. They could do like a, one of those sort of NFT. I don't want to give them any ideas. Now, but... the, pr the problem with that, though, is that like much like the furry community, uh, the juggalo community, oh, from, they... from the outside looking in, you think it all looks sort of similar, yeah. but it is so well-defined in particular within those communities that you'd be able to identify certain juggalos yeah. or, in the f case of furries, and by the way, a group of people that cross-pollinates. They do. Uh, like, furries, you could, you, if you have a picture of a furry and you post it online, like, within oh, yeah, seconds they'll the, identify it. Yeah. The same with juggalos. So there'd be some lawsuits flying for a juggalo NFT, like, no problem. Even if it was, like, AI-created, they'd be like, oh, that's fucking Hatchet Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That's Chicken Hunter 69. Yeah. They're stealing it. Who's going chicken hunting? He is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's disappointing. But, again, it doesn't really seem as blatant as a cast grab as, like, a lot of the other celebrity NFT projects we've seen. It's also less disappointing than the disappointment that artists just feel constantly these days when they see their artwork being used in NFTs without their permission. Uh, we recently talked about how this is such a massive problem that OpenSea the largest NFT marketplace, briefly limited its free NFT minting program because more than 80% of the NFTs that they were minting for free were plagiarism, fakes, and scams by their own admission. But uh, last week, another NFT platform decided to pump the brakes for exactly the same reason. And unlike OpenSea, who quickly re-enabled free minting once its users started complaining, uh, this platform seems to actually kind of be taking problems somewhat seriously. Uh, here's Reuters. The US-based Scent executed one of the first known million-dollar NFT sales when it sold the former Twitter CEO's tweet as an NFT last March. But as of February 6th, it has stopped allowing buying and selling. CEO and co-founder Cameron Hijazi told Reuters 
There's a spectrum of activity that is happening that basically shouldn't be happening, like legally, Hijazi <laughs> said. While the Scent marketplace, beta.scent.co, has paused NFT sales, the part specifically for selling NFTs of tweets, which is called valuables, is still active. Hijazi highlighted three main problems. People selling unauthorized copies of other NFTs, people making NFTs of content which does not belong to them, and people selling sets of NFTs which resemble a security. He said these issues were rampant, with users minting and minting and minting counterfeit digital assets. It kept happening. We would ban offending accounts, but it was like we were playing a game of whack-a-mole. Every time we would ban one, another one would come up, or three more would come up. So Hijazi says later in the article, I think this is a pretty fundamental problem with Web3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, he, he also says that uh, after the whole Jack Dorsey NFT sale, quote, we realized that a lot of it is just money chasing money. Some self-awareness here. It's, it's definitely interesting hearing someone currently making loads of money off the NFT market, admitting so candidly what a, a shit show it's all become so very quickly. Um, sounds like he still believes in Web3 in general, but usually these guys are just complete evangelists for NFTs. So it's, it's mildly refreshing to hear that kind of honesty. Yeah, uh, there was another one uh, on uh, Magic Eden is a Solana-based NFT marketplace. You can also mint on there. And they apparently keeps happening. There's some, there's some white hat uh, NFT scammers out there that are doing it to just show how stupid the system is. Mm-hmm. Where uh, they basically, this was like, I think, I, I can't remember the story exactly, but it was like their second or third time doing this. Where they, on purpose, just did a, a bunch of art and then launched an NFT project through Magic Eden, but knowing it was going to be a scam the entire time and then rug pulled and then leaked all of the DMs and contact with Magic Eden, just being like, yeah, we'll promote it for this much money. No, we don't need to see a white paper or anything. No, that's fine. Just do it. And it's and then they Ooh. rugged everyone and they were just like, hey, by the way, we just fucking scammed you and here's all the evidence against Magic Eden. Magic oh, Eden I shut down it. for like two days and it was like, oh, all right, is it no one looking again? Back up. Um, wow. So even the the bigger, more reputable sites are getting bad. That's supposed to be a curated, like, seem to be a seal of approval. Like, this is everything that we put out is safe kind of thing. And uh, they were proven wrong almost immediately. Can't believe they've done this. To NF- they did it to NFT people. They did it to crypto dorks. Wow. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, speaking of art, getting ruined. Yeah. Uh, we talked about ruined art on Weekly Weird News. And uh, if you somehow missed the Super Bowl and our coverage of the Super Bowl's commercials, yeah, well, there's that over there as well. Also, Kanye has put his phone down. He says he has. He clearly gave his PR person control of his account. I'm sorry for typing in all caps. And then literally, like, hours later, posted another all caps post. So we'll it's not, see. not going great. We'll see. Anyways, check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.